0: Locals know, the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.
1: Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to
2: $500 when you sign up.
0: You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Monday, which means it's time for First and 10 with your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and
1: Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation, First and 10, your weekly go to for Raider news and analysis. I'm Vinny Bonsignor. I cover the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And I am joined by my great teammate, Sam Gordon, uh, who also covers the Raiders and many other things here at the Las Vegas Review Journal. Before we get started, I just want to say that uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and presented by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Sam, uh, busy week, busy weekend. Positives talk about the Raiders, but some negatives as well. Injuries, Raiders got hit with a, uh, a triple uh, dose of it this week. They lo- they lose Javin White. They lose Nicholas Morrow. Uh, they lose... Richie Incognito, uh, various timelines for all three players. We're not quite sure uh, the extent of, um, of of the injuries, but safe to say that all three players are going to be gone for at least, we're talking weeks uh, at this point, and we'll get further notice uh, at some point this week, but not a good, good week for the Raiders last week in terms of the injuries.
0: No, not at all, Vinny. And that's it's unfortunately one of the things that's, that's part of the game, right? You, you guys are going to get hurt. And it's, it just so happens for the Raiders. You're looking at two starters, you know, one of the leaders on the defense with Nicholas Morrow, one of the leaders on the offense in uh, reaching a Cognito. And then, like you mentioned, David White having a tremendous training camp, right? I mean, flying all over the field, um, looking like he made the improvements that the Raiders wanted him to make after he had a good training camp in 2020 and got a cup, a cup of coffee uh, as a special team or in some situations last year. So um, that's, that's very unfortunate. And, and now you, this is where, you know, depth comes to play at least along the offensive line. Uh, that, that the Raiders had a, a little bit more depth there and a, a little deeper unit and a more co- co- cohesive unit. But now, Vinny, all of a sudden, you're, you're pretty thin at linebacker, right? And that's not an area you want to be super thin at when, when the season um, gets going here. So f- from that end, what have you heard about how the Raiders are going, going to address the, the need at linebacker that's suddenly created by these, these couple injuries here?
1: Yeah, the big name that keeps coming up is K.J. Wright, uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Stand out who's currently a free agent. Um, Yes, the Raiders are interested in KJ Wright, uh, no doubt, especially now uh, after everything that's happened. But money plays a factor uh, in all of this. And, you know, safe to assume that right now, what KJ Wright is is asking for um, is a little bit too rich for for what the uh, Raiders are willing to offer. Um, keep in mind the Raiders, I think are ninth right now, uh, in terms of salary spent this year going into, uh, this year, that's a lot of money that they're, that they're putting on the table, uh, to field this football team. And that means, you know, as, as far as salary cap minimal right now. Um, so there's complications to, to any kind of a deal like that for a guy like KJ. That's why he's not fine. Let's be honest about it. It's not because he's still not a good football player and it's not because he doesn't want to play. He wants to play um, relative to what he believes he's worth. And so that's always going to be, um, you know, complicate things, especially when money is at a uh, salary cap space. Uh, is that is that the level that it is right now for the Raiders?
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, I mean, one of the, the issues of why this is so, uh, why this is problematic, right? Right, right before the season, um, because because of things like like you just mentioned. And, you know, obviously, Vinny, I think KJ Wright would be an excellent fit. Uh, with, with his range, I mean, he was known in his prime as one of the best coverage linebackers in the league, very, very, very mobile. Uh, and of course, the familiarity, right, with, with Gus Bradley, what, what's, what, what Gus Bradley wants to do. So if they were to find a way to make it work financially with him, it, it feels like it'd be a relatively seamless transition where he steps in, you know, gets acclimated a little bit, and then we'll be able to fit right in as a, as a potential difference maker on that defense. But that, again, the money talks, and, and it's a salary cap league, and, and there are salary issues. Uh, at this point. and And of course he wants, you know, he's going to want to get top dollar and, and that's, you know, completely understandable. That's what he should be advocating for and vying for. Uh,
1: exactly. And so um, short of that, which, you know, the, the writers are always going to be linked to right right now, um, considering where they are at linebacker uh, short of that, you know, uh, they're going to get Darren here this week. That's the expectation that they'll get uh, the line, uh, the veteran linebacker from Ohio state back on the grass uh, this week. Nick Kwiatkowski last week after getting hurt in the preseason opener against the Seattle Seahawks is in line to to get back here fairly soon as well. So that will help, uh, no doubt about it. But, you know, if you're down uh, Nicholas Morrow, the starter, the guy with the green dot, the guy that calls the the, the defense, and Javid White, who is having a really good training camp, um, it's, 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 not, it's not ideal. So I would expect that the Raiders, one way or another, are going to bring somebody in uh, at some point, you know, because they need the bodies in training camp. They need the bodies in, in their games. Uh, or we'll let, there's one more game left, San Francisco 49ers. And maybe try to find somebody that's going to be able to give them some relief. Um, but we'll see. That's uh, uh, to be determined. I would expect some kind of news on, the, on that front uh, this week. Uh, Richie Incognito. It doesn't sound like that's all that serious. It was a calf strain. John Gruden mentioned it uh, on Saturday up in Los Angeles. Uh, so we'll see how long that uh, takes. The Raiders are going to be extra cautious with Richie Incognito. The good news is it doesn't, it's not related to the Achilles tendon uh, injury that he suffered last year. So something completely separate, but with a guy that's you know 37 years old, you're going to be as careful uh, as possible. They need Richie Incognito for the long haul. So the hope is from the Raiders' front, that Richie will be ready to go season opener September 13th, but no guarantees uh, at that point. If not, then you know, uh, you've got John Simpson. You would probably see Denzel Good move over to right guard and John Simpson take over at left guard, kind of flip-flopping Denzel Good. He's played a lot of right guard uh, in place of Richie Incognito last year. So there's some depth there. But again, every time you start talking about dipping into your depth, now you're you know, getting thinner as far as the depth behind uh, the the starting players. We'll we'll keep an eye out on that. Uh, But, you know, Sam, again, this time of year injuries are going to start piling up, whether you're talking about joint practices, training or uh, training, crap practices, or of course, preseason games.
0: Yeah, for sure. for sure. And, you know, I I think it's good on the Raiders for, you know, for the most part, not playing their starters uh, in the preseason. Um. That's that's see. That seems like that's where the trend where the NFL is going is. Look, you know, there's we've seen this far too many times where a marquee player, uh, a star, a, a a starter goes down for you know some kind of season-ending or ten-week injury, you know, in the preseason, and it feels like the league is finally is adapting to that. And, hey, all our heavy hitters stand on the sidelines, and preseason is more about you know for the most part competition between who's going to, you know, between five spot, or four spots that are, that are open, between the twos and threes, figuring out how you're going to round out that roster. Of course, there's some exceptions. We did see Patrick Mahomes a little bit for the, the Chiefs. Uh, and, you know, teams with quarterback situations, quarterback battles are a little different. But for the Raiders, for the most part, most of their starters not playing or most of their key players not playing, not risking that injury. And I believe that is a wise move by John Gruden and company. Now, Vinny, going back to joint practices, right? You were out in L.A. for the joint practices, for the preseason game in, in L.A., uh, injuries aside, what were your biggest takeaways from, from checking out those practices, from seeing the preseason game, from everything that you experienced in LA, what stood out to you? What jumped out?
1: Well, a uh, very competitive couple of practices uh, out in thousand Oaks on Wednesday and Thursday, it got spirited. It got heated. Um, you know, watching John Gruden on the sidelines, he was fired up. The coaching staff was fired up, but thought the, Ra- the Raiders took those joint practices pretty seriously for them. Um, and I think this was, you know, directed from from John Gruden and the staff. Although there's a bunch of competitive players out there as well, I think that they wanted to make that meaningful, and they didn't want to just go through the motions. They were ready to compete against the Rams throughout that week, um, and you saw that reflected in some of the skirmishes that started, uh, some of the um, play. It was high intensity. I thought, you know, uh, the, the Raiders had some great moments uh, in those practices, but the Rams also had uh, their share of moments. That's what's going to happen when you yeah. get you know, uh, a talented team like the Rams uh, out there. Uh, I thought that for, for the Raiders, some of the promising uh, aspects were the heat that they were able to get on um, um, uh, uh, Matthew Stafford. From that first team off their defensive line, uh, when you're talking about Max Crosby and Yannick and Goughway and Quentin Jefferson and uh, and Jonathan Hankins, they were able to create some havoc up front, and that led to some uh, fairly nice things at times on the back end. Uh, the Raiders came up with four interceptions on day one. Trayvon Morgan had two. He also had a nice pass breakup uh, in the second practice on Thursday. Uh, that Nate Hobbs continues to shine. Mm. He carried that over to a, just a fabulous game on, on Saturday. Yes, where He, he was did. all over the field um, in every way manageable. I mean, he made a great play uh, on a screen pass that he threw the Rams uh, for a four-yard loss. He had the interception, a near sack uh, that, that caused um, or, or forced a, a third down incompletion, a punt, the Raiders got the ball back. Uh, just a lot to really like about where Nate Hobbs is right now, and and you know, Sam, there's certain guys that just kind of break through early on and never deviate from that. I just got this feeling like Nate Hobbs is here to be that kind of a guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've going back to to OTAs, Vinny, when we had when we were speaking with players, like that was a guy that popped out for a number of them. It was Nate Hobbs, Nate Hobbs, Nate Hobbs. We've been hearing about him all summer, and then we get in the training camp, and you see what he's doing in training camp, and like you said, he's moving around. He's flying around. He's confident. And he plays fast. He plays physical. He's fearless. And what I was really impressed with Vinny is that he was able to step in and kind of play multiple positions on Saturday. You know, of course, he's primarily working at the as a nickel corner, but then he steps in outside and does his thing on the outside too. So I think that has to be so encouraging, especially given that that was a, a position, the nickel slot corner, that there were some question marks about you know going into, into training camp about who's gonna who's gonna win that battle. And it feels like that's that's crystallized, right? It feels like Nate Hobbs uh, is the guy and is going to vie for a lot of meaningful, meaningful playing time uh, in his rookie season in 2021. Is that fair to say?
1: No doubt about it. I don't see any um, I don't see any way that he's not the day one starter. And I think he's going to hold on to that job for, for a long time. He just knows how to play football. And all that interception that he had in the third quarter, it was, the more I watched it, the more impressive it got. Uh, he was playing a zone coverage scheme um and he read it perfectly uh the guy you know in, in his area uh, of the field it that was like a deep third that they were that they were you know uh, that they were running and and defensive scheme and so the guy that was in his quote unquote zone sits down on a, uh, on, a on a on a route um so kind of forcing uh Nate to make a decision on, on just to come down and and stay with him in the meantime, the Rams run, ran a uh, a deep pattern for uh Choo Atwell down in the middle of the field, and you know as soon as as and they explain this, but as soon as he he realized what was going on, uh, he just turned, pivoted, and made a mad dash for uh, Atwell. But in the meantime, he was tracking the ball the entire way, so he never lost track of the man, he never lost track of the football, and. He put some burners on to get where he needed to get to and then just at the right time jump leap leap over the wide receiver, come down with an interception and hit the ground hard held on to the ball so it was just so impressive on so many different levels, especially considering he had taken two snaps uh playing outside cornerback the previous week in practice so it wasn't like this was a position that he's you know, uh, entirely familiar with right now uh, with the Raiders. He's been working almost exclusively in the slot. So to have the instincts um, and the wherewithal to just be a football player and make the football play, pretty darn impressive.
0: And he, The two words jumped out to me with, everything, with what you just said, right? Football player, right? Football player, uh, defensive back, corner, you know, slot corner, outside corner, just a guy that knows how to go out there and make plays, be instinctive play fast, play physical, play ferocious. And frankly, that's what we've seen uh, from him all camp. So to, to, to have him continue to build on, on a strong camp with a performance like this, I think, again, has to be satisfying for, for the Raiders coaching staff, has to be satisfying for the Raiders front office. And, it, it, it you know, you have a legitimate um, slot corner now, nickel corner to, to go along with the rest of your young secondary with what you want to do, with what you want to develop. Um, I, I think it has to, you know, it has to be very optimistic for, for all those involved. Um, with Nate Hobbs right now. And and, uh, again, I think he's been really one of the stories of camp, one of the stories of camp, one of the stories of the offseason is the way this guy is a fifth-round pick has emerged. We know about the other rookies. We know about Alex Leatherwood, who I thought played very well again um, for the most part. We know about Trevon Merrick, who steps in and, like you said, is making plays in practice, making plays in the joint practices. We know what he accomplished in college. But for Nate Hobbs as a fifth-rounder to emerge like this um, in the preseason, I feel like this is what the preseason is all about now. It's about figuring out if guys like him uh, can step in and make plays, and he has answered the call and, and, and again, appears to be in a prime opportunity to, to get a lot of playing time this year, a lot of meaningful playing time in that in that young secondary. And now, for the first time, the premiere of a weekly segment that we are going to incorporate into the First and Ten podcast, we are joined by Chuck Esposito director of racing sports for station casinos. Chuck joins us every Monday, beginning this Monday, to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, welcome to the show. How you doing? Happy Monday.
2: I'm doing great, Sam. It's good to be on with you. It's, you know, yay sports books. Football season is here. Uh, we're excited about it and uh, happy to jump on with you every Monday.
0: And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it too, Chuck. There's a lot of things we're going to get into this year. Raiders, NFL, general trends, uh, bad beats, uh, all, all the above. Uh, but wanted to touch on. Wanted to start this week with with obviously the Raiders, right? A 17-16 um, victory over the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. They don't they they win the game outright. They do not cover. Um, what was the takeaways from the from the the Raiders' second preseason game from both a, an NFL standpoint and a betting standpoint? How did you guys do? How did the books do? And what did you see from the Raiders in their second preseason game?
2: Well, they are two and zero now, Sam. Um, you know, I think you look at the Raiders and with Gruden now, he's twenty eight and two since 2005 in the preseason he's only second to brian flores so he uh, he likes to win those games um they were a team that was bet up in that game um game was uh, opened at six kind of got up there to a touchdown so it was good for us that they didn't cover being raiders fans you know glad out here that the raiders won but they didn't cover and i think you look at the afc as a whole right now and every single division in the afc has at least three teams that are undefeated east Patriots, Bills, Jets, North Steelers, Browns, Ravens, South, Titans, Texans, Colts, West, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. There isn't one team in the NFC that has an undefeated team in preseason. I know it's only preseason, but the AFC teams are playing to win right now. And the Raiders are 2-0, and and they're just a small underdog uh, to the San Francisco 49ers Sunday in their last preseason game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, Chuck, wanted to touch on one thing. Obviously, preseason games, a um, little bit different from the regular season. And when I say a little bit different, I mean a lot different in the sense that we're not seeing a majority of these starters, especially now. I think the NFL um, has caught on that, Hey, it's not worth risking our franchise quarterback or our franchise running back or receiver or our linebacker, et cetera, et cetera, in a preseason game. So with that in mind, how does that affect the nuance with which you guys are able to set the lines uh, for these games?
2: You know, we're looking at teams just to stay healthy, Sam. I think when it comes to preseason, you want to make sure you want to look at some quarterback depth. I think this year and and over the last several years, you look at teams that at least have that backup quarterback that has some starting experience that can come in and contribute. You know, you have that depth there. Um, I can't remember a time um, that you saw such a big disparity from the starting quarterback to the backup. Many of these star guys, if they don't play from week to week, you've seen an adjustment of at least a touchdown Um, in the point spread. So having Mariota behind Carr, I think is a major plus, although he hasn't been able to to play. He's not ready yet. Raiders have had some injuries at, at linebacker. We know that's kind of their Achilles heel. Gave up close to 30 points a game last year, ranked 30th in defense. We know that offense can be awfully good. We want to see how that defense plays and hopefully stay healthy, because when you look at their win totals, their odds in division, conference, and Super Bowl, they are dead last from our side of it in the AFC West.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting dynamic there. I mean, with the preseason, with with the week two preseason slate at the time of recording at 11 o'clock uh, a.m. Monday, only one game left. Um, Jacksonville, New Orleans going to conclude week two of the preseason. But from a big picture standpoint, um, how did you guys do this week? What, what 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 were the were there any were there any bad beats, anything that you guys didn't expect
2: or was it a, what is it, was it a solid week overall? It was a much better week for us. I mean, the Betters have been doing really good. I know this is more a Raider kind of centric time we're talking about right now, um, but baseball, I mean, having mainly just baseball in August right now, and you've had the favorites that have just been kicking some serious butt, um, hitting at over a 60 to 65% um, month to date going into this past weekend. The Betters were smiling. The guests on the other side of the counter, We're pumping it in. You look at how bad the Orioles are and the Cubs are and the Rangers. You can fade those teams and you're betting on the Giants and and the Yankees and Dodgers and Reds, teams that are all playing well. We had some good decisions in football. We did need uh, the Raiders not to cover. We needed the Colts to cover in a game. Uh, We needed the Giants yesterday. So we had more games kind of go our way um, this week. But overall, Betters were able to get a little bit of a bankroll, I think, getting ready uh, for the start of the pro football season, not that far away.
0: Chuck, I think one of the most interesting things, uh, you know, league wide this preseason, again, given that a lot of the starters, a lot of the heavy hitters aren't playing is there is a several young quarterbacks. Right. That are vying for, you know, week one starting jobs that first round picks that we want to see how they look. How much of a part of that um, have you been paying attention to with with, with, as regards to the preseason? And how could some of these decisions right as as the preseason carries on and we get more of a clear idea of who's going to start? How, how, what kind of effect does that have from your perspective
2: on your end going into the regular season? It's big, Sam. I think this year, you know, you look at how many quarterback decisions there were in the offseason, and, and you're right, you touched on the, you know, the, the rookie quarterbacks, especially the five. When you look at Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, it's looking more and more like Zach Wilson, who had a really good game too, uh, will get the start for the Jets. They're still saying that it's Gardner Minshew or Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields, I know the Bears want him to start. The fan base really wants him to start. Um, But it doesn't look like he's going to start week one. Trey Lance, you know, was able to play well yesterday in his game, especially in the second half of that game. And Mac Jones has actually been the most efficient uh, of the five rookie quarterbacks so far in preseason. It's interesting, but I had a a respected handicapper um, on the other side of the counter. Tell me that in that opening game, Bears-Rams, that if it's Andy Dalton, the line is what it is. If it's Justin Fields, that line is going to be at least a point to a point and a half less because of what he can create with his legs. And yet he's a rookie quarterback going up against what we feel is arguably the best defense, a Super Bowl caliber defense. So it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds right now. But uh, these rookie quarterbacks are definitely going to make an impact. Maybe not week one, but I suspect we're all we're going to see all five of them very early in the season.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, And to bring it back to the Raiders here a little bit. Um, I know you touched on them earlier, but obviously there's some injuries. uh, But with what those injuries said, a lot of improvement on the defensive side of the ball. This is a team that went out and invested money uh, in the secondary, in the defensive front, understanding that that was a liability, that they were a liability on that side of the field um, last year. What is your big picture outlook for the Raiders? This year going into the season, given the improvements that they've made, is there anything that you've taken away from from training camp in the preseason going into the year?
2: Or is it kind of a wait and see thing? Let's see how this defense looks against actual offenses when the season starts. I think it's more of a wait and see, Sam, at this point. Um, The defense is the question mark. I wasn't sure that they addressed it enough um, in the draft. I think you look at this team now. uh, We've seen that opening number against the Ravens come down. I think that's more of a product of the Ravens not being healthy. Especially at wide receiver, they're pretty banged up at wide receiver right now. Um, there's some question marks there. Um, even Lamar Jackson with the COVID and you know how much practice time has he, excuse me, has he gotten so far? I think for the Raiders offensively, they are really good. You have to hope that. Young receivers and rugs and Edwards really step up. I mean, I know Edwards has got a lot of ink. We know Waller is Waller. You can make a case that that it's, it's Kelsey one and he is one A, not even two. I love the one-two punch of Jacobs and, and Drake. You've got uh, John Brown to kind of take the top off the defense and Renfro underneath. I'm not worried about that offense at all. But when you look at that defense in a division with Justin Herbert and and Patrick Mahomes and an AFC with Josh Allen and and Lamar Jackson and all those teams, defensively, I need to see this team that they can stop somebody and get off the field on third down.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's a big question mark going into the season, even with those additions still too soon to say, given the the, uh, the exhibition nature of the preseason, um, Chuck, with that in mind. Um, what are you looking for the most going into to week three of the preseason uh, as this thing gets, you know, gets to wrap up? And then we can start talking about the, the real games coming up here next month.
2: Well, again, I'm I'm excited. I know I said it earlier. It's yay sports books. I mean, it's been fun for us just having football back. And, you know, these preseason games, it, it's funny, Sam. But in many cases, it's a preseason game. You know, you're seeing the rotations for the quarterbacks and who's in and who's out. But the handle on these games dwarfs that of some big baseball games. I think it just goes to, it just screams the power of football. Um, I know that this week three might be a little bit more of a dress rehearsal where you see some of the starters in maybe a little bit longer. Some of these young quarterbacks get an opportunity to play with these starters a little bit. I think it's really health. I think going into week three and uh, opening Sunday, I believe is 20 days away. So we want to see what what you know how these teams are you know to me it's kind of having that swagger but being healthy uh, when you start the season and I want to see that especially for the Raiders on defense when you've got a couple of their young linebackers and and Morrow and White that are banged up you you know hope that Mariota's back Um, again I'm not worried about them offensively but for a defense that has been their Achilles heel you really need to be healthy and have all these guys ready to play week one absolutely absolutely Chuck I feel like you covered everything
0: from our end at this point in the preseason anything else you want to touch on from preseason week two or going
2: into preseason week three before things really heat up and we can get into the the real games here. I think for me, and and we kind of touched on this a little, Sam, is I love the quarterback battles. I think the one in Denver is a little intriguing too. Um, Personally, I think it should be Drew Locke. I think he gives them a bigger spot to win. Um, just because of the deep ball and his mobility. Um, You know, I think you look at Locke and the talent he has around him with Noah Fant and and Handler and Gorton Sutton and Jerry Judy, um, and they drafted Javonta Williams. There's a lot of talent there with a really good defense. And I think that's why when you look at their odds, they're a little bit above the Raiders. That's what kind of pushed the Raiders down is that surrounding cast that they have on offense and defense. The major question mark they have is it quarterback? Anxious to see if Drew Locke can take it to the next level and really make that AFC West one of the toughest divisions in all of football.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's all going to shake out. And when it does, we're going to have you covered. Uh, again, that was Chuck Esposito, the director of the race and sports for station casinos. He's going to join us every Monday to talk Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape and all things sports from here on out. Chuck, we appreciate you coming on and looking forward to having conversations every week about the NFL. Uh, throughout the
2: course of the regular season. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Sam. Enjoyed being with you, and I can't wait to start talking once the regular season starts.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Appreciate it. Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.
1: starting to see um, depth because it's just so much more improved. Uh, We saw it, we see it on the grass in training camp, uh, going back to OTAs. It just uh, looks deeper with that secondary. And some of these young players like Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Morag and and, uh, Tyree Gillespie kind of pushing the envelope and pushing up, it's just going to strengthen everything from top to bottom. And so even though a little bit banged up in the secondary. I feel like the Raiders are in pretty good shape at that position. And we still haven't seen von Mullen. We still haven't seen Casey Hayward or, or, or other starters. Uh, a little bit of Jonathan Abram on, on Saturday. But I feel like they've, they've done pretty well in rebuilding that secondary. And I think you're starting to see the effects of that. They look really good in joint uh, practices against the Rams. Kind of pushing things and, and, and really dominating at moments. It wasn't always 100%, uh, you know, Ra- Raiders lean. Obviously, the Rams are a talented football team, and they got theirs as well. But for the Raiders to kind of hold up the way they did against a very talented uh, Rams offense, I think it's telling.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the Rams, I mean, and you were there, you know, you, the the Rams have one of the best rosters in the NFL. You talk, I mean, just rosters. Skill position, depth on, on both ends, uh, high-end superstar kind of players, like. They got it all right. I mean, is that fair to say they got all the boxes checked with what you need for a Super Bowl to contend for a Super Bowl in terms of the roster from top to bottom? And, and again, based on your excellent reporting, feels like the Raiders hung with them quite a bit. And that has to be an encouraging side because we know Vinny, that, that this roster hasn't hasn't always been there. I mean, there, there has been a lot of work in retooling this roster and it hasn't always been fluid as, as as fluid as a lot of fans have wanted it to be. And it hasn't always been this linear process. But if at this point now the Raiders have the kind of roster that, you know, again, joint practices, we understand, you know, it's not the Super Bowl, it's not week seven, like we get that. But if they're going, if they're they're hanging with a roster like that and and physically matching up with a team like the Rams uh, in these practices that are, like you said, very, very intense, uh, very, very physical, very focused, like that, I think that has to be encouraging going into the season because, uh, frankly, like –
1: the, the roster hadn't been on that level, you know, at, at times over the last few years. Felt like the defensive line had a had a decent game again on Saturday with the backups, um, you know, and then more depth that's being created on that side, or excuse me, at that position uh, with guys like you know Carl Nassib, um, you know, Cleese Darrell now being in a backup role, but an important role. Uh, Kendall Vickers, um, there's there's just a lot to like with what's going on on the defensive line really right now the issue is is that linebacker group and and where the raiders go to find uh some some maybe long-range answers if guys like nicholas morrow and Javon white are out for an extended period of time now offensively i felt like you know it's hard to get a read uh offensively especially on saturday at the game um the raiders played minimal amount of uh, players that you're going to really see out on the field on a consistent basis uh, this year. Although uh, rookie right tackle, Alex Leatherwood did get the start. The Raiders are trying to, um, uh, you know, move his development uh, on, on high speed right now, trying to get him as many reps as possible, even though he's not playing uh, with his normal line mates, but uh, felt like he had a really good, a much better game Saturday than he did Against the Rams and he did against the Seattle Seahawks, and he played well against the Seahawks, but he took a real big step forward, uh, I thought, on Saturday, especially early when the Raiders were making it a concerted effort. And I talked to John Gruden about this making a concerted effort to run to his side, put a little bit of pressure on him, uh, and see how he responded. And, and Sam, he responded pretty well. There were some times where he was just manhandling dudes out there. Uh, so I think a, a, a nice step for the Raiders' rookie right tackle.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, Vinny, I mean, seeing, seeing how he's. um how he's played and performed so far. And I think, you know, to kind of go on a macro level here, there was some criticism when he, when, when they drafted this kid, right. And and there were other, um, other offensive linemen, I think fans wanted or other offensive linemen that were quote unquote graded higher going into the draft. And you take a look at a couple of those guys, Tevin Jenkins being one of them unavailable, unhealthy. And Christian Tarasaw, another one of them uh, unavailable, unhealthy. Uh, so You know, I mean, I think this is why you have to, why we have to wait to see how things shake out. Uh, Of course, everybody wants that instant feedback on what these, these draft picks look like. And you know, you want to grade the draft right away. And like we were saying, you know, six months ago when talking about that, you gotta, you gotta wait. Like most of the time you don't know until a year, two years down the road, how these things are going to ultimately pan out and granted we haven't played, uh, there has not been, we haven't gotten to the regular season yet obviously, but, the fact that Alex Leatherwood is healthy and available and developing when the other options that they had at offensive tackle aren't available. And of course, we hope those guys get well soon. Looks the pick looks better and better and better at this at this juncture. So, you know, kudu, uh, kudos to um, to Mike and John Gruden. It, it, so far, from what we've seen so far, it looks like all things considered, contextualizing the injuries to the other guys that they were considering at that position. Like Alex Leatherwood has been the right pick, and he's—I—I'm—I'm I'm with you. I think that, that that they have to be pleased with his development so far. He—he's—he's he's been physical. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he's mobile. He moves around out there. He's able to get to the second level, and uh, you have to be impressed with, with what you've seen from him um, so far and the growth as as the Raiders approach the opener, uh, where he's really going to be tested against a very good Baltimore Ravens defense.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um, I, it, it'll be interesting to track uh, Alex Leatherwood. You know the one thing that um, was was you know pointed out to me uh, almost from the get go on, on that pick. Um, you know, doing some digging around within the Raiders, and um, it, look, sometimes a draft pick may not look good um, to some people for various reasons. But from the Raiders' perspective, Alex Lillard would fit their need. They didn't need a left tackle. They had just signed uh, Colton Miller to a, a long-term extension. They're set at left tackle. Uh, They believed that Alex Leatherwood was the best right tackle, even though he hadn't played right tackle. They believed that he profiled the best uh, as a right tackle in their system for what they want to do. And sometimes that needs to be taken into account. Um, You know, uh, it's a great fit for what Alex does well and what the Raiders need. Uh, And they feel whatever his weaknesses are, um, quote unquote, uh, aren't. So weak that they that they can't be improved to a, to a more than acceptable level. So um, and it, it it already shows right now that I think he's a, a, a very good run blocker. That's pretty evident right now. There are some you know technical issues and fundamental issues that he's still working through uh, in terms of the pass protection. I think just making the adjustment to the speed of the game at this level, uh, as, as Josh Jacobs pointed out, look in the NFL you know, or in college, you have somebody that might be fast or you have somebody that might be um, strong on any given Saturday that you're playing. But in the NFL, it's pretty much, especially at, at the start, <laughs> starting level. Yeah. They're both, they're fast and they're strong. And you have to make an adjustment uh, to that. And I think that Alex Leatherwood has all the traits there.
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and I think that's what we've seen so far is a very natural um, progression, as you expect from a young player throughout the course of the training camp. Uh, throughout the course of the preseason, and uh, and he's healthy, he's available. Um, it feels like he's been enthusiastic about about his opportunity to to start on the right side for the Raiders right away. And uh, and, and again, putting putting all things into place in the context here, um, the Raiders have a guy that's going to be you know barring injury the rest of the camp. And again, that's always a possibility. But he comes, he's coming to camp healthy. He's remained healthy throughout the course of camp. He's played well in the preseason, and he's con- continues to look like a building block. Uh, on what the, for what the Raiders want to do uh, on that offensive line um, moving forward, so they have to be encouraged by by his growth and development. And like you said, already good against the run, uh, has room to develop in the past. And he's a rookie. Like guys have to. It's going to take time. Like it's very rare where we see somebody come in day one and is instantly you know pro an all pro guy, the Quentin Nelsons of the world. Like those. You know, those are are the exceptions. That's not the norm. Most guys, there's a a developmental curve and then they hit their stride. And I think right now, from what we've seen, the the, the developmental curve is right on track with where the Raiders want him to go. Real quick, Vinny, um, two preseason games in the book. Now, you know, we're getting we're getting closer to the start of the regular season. We're getting closer to the end of training camp, closer to the end of the preseason what do you expect this week? You know, rather, as, as roster um, limits are going to get ready to change here and things like that, what are you looking for this
1: week uh, at practice? Well, um, the, the health of that linebacker uh, group um, and, and, and where guys slot now because uh, there's, there's going to be a new slotting um, determination and a new depth chart because so kind of see where that all unfolds. Obviously, they have to uh, cut down to 80 by tomorrow, Tuesday, I should say. Um, so we'll see, you know, who's who's out the door. Um, there could be some, uh, you know, uh, moves to move, move some players to, uh, to injury reserve. So we'll see, uh, that, you know, uh, if they do that. Um, I want to see, I would think at some point this week, there's going to be some new faces. There almost has to be uh, in that linebacker room. Uh, um, so we'll, we'll keep track of that. I don't expect a lot of the starters to play uh, big snaps on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers as the Raiders, or excuse me, yeah, as the Raiders uh, close it out, close out their preseason, uh, simply because I thought last week that there's some red flags when you start getting injuries like that. Uh, I think it makes coaches a little bit more hesitant uh, to push guys. I would say I do think that Marcus Mariota, if he's physically ready to go, um, uh, should get. Uh, a significant amount of time on Sunday against the 49ers. That wasn't possible on Saturday. He was still uh, working through uh, the the injury that he had suffered uh, out of the uh, scrimmage at Allegiant Stadium a couple of weeks ago. John Gruden just didn't want to, uh, you know, push the envelope on that. There's there's a way that Marcus Mariota plays. There's a style that he plays with and kind of a tenacity with the legs that you're just not going if to you, – if you can't call the kind of plays that you're going to call for Marcus Mariota during the regular season. There's really no, because, you know, you don't want to uh, push the injury. There's really no sense for him to be out there at all, because he's not getting the kind of work that he needs, the kind of reps that he needs uh, in in, in a game time situation. The hope is from the Raiders perspective, that gets cleared up this week. So um, there's a chance that we'll see Marcus Mariota next week, um, or on Sunday against the 49ers. Not sure about Derek Carr. But after what happened last week, I'd be I'd be dubious that the Raiders are going to play many of their super, super important players on Sunday. Yeah.
0: And why should they? Right. Why, why should they be careful? They've done, I think, a solid, a decent job for the most part in holding out in holding out key players. Um, and for the most part, up until this week, they've done a really good job staying healthy throughout the course of camp. Of course, you're going to have bumps and bruises. Um, one, obviously, one a notable one to, with Darren Waller that kept him out for a while. But it's all about being healthy. Uh, going into the regular season and and that has to be health has to be of the utmost importance given what's happened so far. So I'm with you. I, I think those are definitely things to watch and, and we're getting close, Vinny, like we're only, uh, you know, a few weeks away um, from that opener. Uh, it feels like training camps moving by really fast because it is. And, uh, and I think all things considered, the Raiders have to be pleased with the progress they make. We know it's the preseason. We know it's training camp, and we know things change, you know, when the regular season starts and when these games count towards the standings, but I think, you know, on my end, I've I've seen some growth and development and a lot of a lot of healthy competition. And it feels like you've seen that, too, especially being out at L.A. this past week.
1: Yeah, for sure. And another uh, point of point uh, to make about Sunday's game, as John Gruden mentioned, there's a lot of players that um, are are on that bubble right now. And it's actually a good problem to have short of the um, lack of depth now at linebacker during injuries there's there's some good football players that are fighting for jobs. Uh, I think for the first time in a long time, some of these cuts that the Raiders make are going to include pretty darn good players. Uh, and John Gruden, you know, in, in deciding whether or not to play some of his starters, he's also thinking about, you know, I owe it to a lot of these guys to give them one last fair chance to go state their case and argument for why they deserve to be on the team. So uh, I think that Sunday is going to be a huge day for a bunch of players that you know are are fighting for jobs and and like john gruden said uh he kind of owes it them to to give them that opportunity so another reason why the raiders wouldn't you know dip into their starting uh players uh to get through that game uh, on sunday whatever the case we're going to be here next week to talk all about it uh and recap sunday's season our preseason finale and then get geared up, Sam, uh, for the regular season, which starts two weeks later. It's hard to believe that we're here. Uh, we're on the cusp of the regular season, but that's exactly where we are. And uh, look forward to talking to you next week uh, and looking forward to, uh, to shedding more light on um, roster cuts and where this roster goes uh, at the conclusion of the preseason. Sam, I just want to say thanks a lot. Thanks to Larry Muir uh, for always being flexible and doing a great job getting us out on time and making us sound good. want to thank all the listeners Uh, And obviously, want to thank the Las Vegas Review-Journal. We're brought to you by the Las Vegas Review-Journal. This podcast is presented by uh, Station Casino, FTN Sports. See you guys next week.
0: Locals know, the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.